You're listening to the Morning Punchin' Show with RBNJ live and direct for more cities and an Instagram model's bio. Get ready for some boxing talk on the clock. Let's face it, you're not working and somebody's got to pay for the Wi-Fi. Good morning, everybody. It is RBNJ. This is the Morning Punchin' Show, the most unpredictable, honest, and authentic morning boxing talk show in the game Today is Monday, May 2nd, 2016. Our special guest today is Thomas Popfell Williams on that hotline bling. I got my girl Jay over there in Inglewood. What's poppin', Jay? It's a beautiful Monday morning here in Inglewood. Great weekend of fights. Good to see the people out there. Woo! Lots of knockouts and just happy to be back here starting off the week right with you, with the fight fans and everybody listening in. We had a good weekend of fights, Friday and Saturday night. I was thoroughly entertained. Um, no complaints over here, uh, except for some of the judging was a little suspect, but we'll talk about that later. We have an all-new prank today. We have mm. some um, really good word on the curb. I mean, our word on the curb segment is so stacked. And then, like I said, we have Thomas Top Dog Williams and Hotline Bling. What else, Jay? Let's talk about your hot questions. Oh, the hot question of the day, the hot question of the day. After coming off a weekend of great fights, we decided to take it to Twitter on Sunday to get some responses ahead of time. The hot question of the day, who do you want to see Danny Garcia fight next? Andre Berto, Adrian Broner, or the winner of Thurman Porter? You can continue answering the question this morning as you listen listen to the broadcast. The official hashtag of the show is TMPS. So if you respond to the hot question of the day, use the hashtag uh, TMPS, and we will read some of the responses that we received on Sunday as well during the course of the show. So let me ask you, Jay, do you want to see Danny fight Berto, Broner, or the winner of Thurman Porter? I think that I would like to see him fight the the winner. Well, who would I like him to see, and what will probably happen are two very different things. I'd yeah, like to who, see do you like, who would you like him? I would like to see him fight the winner of Thurman Porter just because that mix is a long time coming to, you know, with Thurman. Thurman is still the favorite in that fight. So if he wins, long time coming. If Sean Porter wins the fight, he's a spoiler. So that makes for an exciting fight. But what will actually happen, I think that Berto is going to get that fight and it's going to be the fast track to the fight with Floyd. If Floyd, <laughs> wink, wink, comes out of retirement, it'll be the, the hot track to the Floyd fight. Next year, next May, Cinco de Mayo, log it. Whoop, you might be on to something. Um, it does probably look like Berto will get the fight with Danny Garcia in August. We told you guys a few weeks ago on the show that, you know, the powers that be were kind of praying and hoping that Berto won on Saturday night so that he would face Danny Garcia. Uh, but mm-hmm. I know Adrian Broner is actually really interested in fighting Danny Garcia. He really, really uh. is. And, and and I don't believe that that's what they want for him next. But you know him. He's A.B. I'm moving up to 147. I'll fight anybody. And, you know, anybody can get it. <laughs> so, hey, let's recap this past weekend's aftermath, okay? So, Friday night on Spike TV, Anthony Durrell knocked out Khalid Truax in the first round. There's really not much more to say about that fight. It, the writing was all over the wall. 
Moving on to Andre Durrell, he got a wide unanimous decision over Carparello. Now, to mm-hmm. my understanding, Carparello was sick all last week. He had, like, a fever of 101, 102, and he still clipped Durrell. I don't know if, if you saw that, Jay, but he clipped Durrell in, like, the first round and sent him to mm-hmm. the canvas. And I'm like, yo, and Carparello was mad sick all week. Um and he went the distance with Andre Joel. I'm kind of sick of the twins. I mean, of the brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's funny. It's the one who was supposed to be the more formidable fighter, the one who's deteriorated all that time he sent out. Of course, we're talking about Andre Durrell with all the different promotional issues and things and finally came back. Anthony Durrell hasn't been the same since he fought Sakio Bika. So I don't know. It's, I just don't see big things popping for the Durrell brothers anytime soon. Yeah. Andre Durrell, after the fight, he went ballistic. He took his phone out. He was Instagramming. He was, you know, screaming, you can't deny me. And uh, I think he called out wanting the rematch with um, DeGale. Mm. I don't know yeah, about that. <laughs> look, the gal's on to bigger and better things. Uh, let's go to Saturday night. Jay, you were in L.A. You were live in the box card that was headlined yes. by Berto Ortiz. It opened up with Jorge Lara versus Fernando Montiel. First round wow. knockout. Wow. That knockout was so painful. They promised us a night of knockouts and exciting fights. Golly, Jorge Lara just practically took Montiel head off. He was killing him from the opening bell. And just to see that conclusion, everybody, including the media section, just jumped to their feet. Shout out to PVC on Fox. You know, people can say what they want, but that arena looked pretty full. The the crowd was hyped. That was a hell of a knockout. And yikes, has anybody done a vitality check or vitals check on Fernando Montiel today? Because he got crushed. Oh, man, he was mollywhopped. And I'll be honest, afterwards, I really felt bad for him. Like, you know, I don't think I enjoyed that as much as I thought I was, you know, with a knockout. But right. he was just completely mollywhopped. I don't think Fernando needs to fight anymore. I don't know much no. about Jorge Lara. I mean, he got in there. He did the job. He demolished his guy. You know, I don't know his ceiling. Yeah, we'll see what's on to uh bigger and better things for him he went out there he won in spectacular fashion so hopefully we'll see him more the sooner than the later because when these guys are winning like that they need to be active as often as possible looking back at his past resume no notable names that I mean some of you who are purists will know some of these names but this is his first fight of 2016 and I'm guessing we probably will see him again soon yeah, well, let's go on to my favorite fight of Saturday night, and the most impressive fighter, in my opinion, was Thomas Topsall Williams with his huge knockout against Edwin Rodriguez. It was bombed from the opening bell. They were both loading up early. Topsall, boy, did he seize the moment. That's right. That's right. Thomas Williams went out there. He told us all week in the different the media workout, the conference call, the final press conference. He said, this will not go the distance. This fight will end early, and I am coming to knock him out. And he did exactly that. At, at the uh, media workout this week, Edwin Rodriguez looked a little thick. I don't know what's with this kid and his weight, and but 
kudos to Thomas Williams. He he made the most of his moment, and he did it in spectacular fashion. It was great. And, you know, that knockout made number one on the top ten highlights on SportsCenter that night, which that's unheard wow. of. In bo- that's unheard of in boxing. So for him to be the, the number one highlight on SportsCenter that night, that's huge, and that's great for boxing. You know, you can't right. deny that. You can't talk crap about that. Mm-hmm. It was great for boxing, and it's great for him, for him to uh, step out into that spotlight and let other people know who he is, and he is here to make some noise. So great for him, too. Yeah. Well, we we saw and we heard that he wants to dine Stevenson next. He said, look, I got my passport ready. Make sure you guys go on YouTube and check out the Bad Culture TV channel uh, because Jay had all of the, the, the footage. That it was just like instantaneous coming from ringside. And he was right there saying, I got my passport ready. I want to dial in Stevenson. Let's make it happen. That's right. He's ready. He's ready. Canada, get ready. Because Thomas wants to make his way. Top dog wants to bark all up and down your streets in Montreal, Quebec. He is ready. <laughs> the main event Saturday night. Berto versus Ortiz. Berto knocked out Victor Ortiz in the second round. Uh, he called it his yeah. most satisfying win of his career. Ortiz said he will be back. You know, and I'm like, yeah. you know what, Victor, you're, you're going to be all right. You got some successful businesses. You got some movie roles on deck. Andre That's Berto right. just landed the just landed the DSG fight. You know, mm-hmm. like they're both all right. They're both fine. They're both going to live. Yeah, does the fight live up to the hype, in your opinion? I thought it would go longer. I knew it would be exciting, but I thought it would go longer. I'm so disappointed. You know, I did a little informal poll of the media when we were out at the final press conference, and we were all split. About 10 of us having lunch together, we were 50-50, Berto and Ortiz. I was on the wrong side of picking. I thought Ortiz was going to do do his thing and just snap that streak. He had me being a believer, but he got cracked. I don't think he quit. He got up. He just got cracked and he got laid down. And Ortiz at the final press conference afterwards was still being goofy Ortiz. So congrats to Berto. Yet neither one of them can take a punch anymore. I mean, their punch resistance is like zero. Neither one of them had legs. Right. You know, I, I guess it was fun, but I don't feel like it lived up to the hype. You know, it, it went two rounds, and, you know, neither one of them looked real good. But anyway, no. there was a swing bout that I don't even really want to talk about. It was so bad. But Gerald, Gerald Washington did get the unanimous decision over Eddie Chambers. Eddie Chambers in that ring, Jay, and I was so uncomfortable watching him on TV because he was winking, talking, smiling giving us facial expressions on I'm like, what are you doing? It's a fight. I don't know what the hell that was. We were so annoyed down in a media row because one, we were antsy because we wanted to talk to Bird on Ortiz. Two, it was just shut up. What are you talking about? It was not even a glorified sparring match. They were just standing around like, How you doing? How you doing? You want to you wanna have lunch after this? Yeah, that sounds cool. You wanna you know what you wanna get a hot dog? Okay, well when I get back to my corner I can get you some water. You want some water? Yeah, that sounds cool. That's what that fight looked like. It's like shut the hell up and throw some punches already, Jesus. Oh my god. It was I could only imagine being there because watching on T V I I mean I was yelling like 
What are you showboating <laughs> for? Why are you winking at this man? He winked at me was... every round. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. It was well, terrible. I, yeah, I don't know what's next for Eddie. I know he's been really quiet since the defeat on Saturday night. He did say, right. look, if I can't beat a guy like Gerald Washington, I might want to consider moving on and doing something else with my life. So, um, yeah, I guess, you know, hopefully he makes the right decision. Saturday night on Showtime uh, Mm. opened up with James DeGale versus Porky Medina. DeGale won a wide unanimous decision that it really was not that wide, guys. The fight was much, much closer. I actually had it a draw, and I was actually okay if DeGale would have won by, like, one point, but – Scores were way too wide. Poor Porky. He was not happy. I think James DeGale fights to the level of his opposition. When we saw mm. him fight Ralph, he got up for that fight. Yeah. Then he fought Porky, and I'm like, did he slack off in camp a little bit? Or, you know, he just looked a little suspect. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, did you yeah. get to watch that yet? No, I haven't had a chance to catch okay. up with it today. That's. That's on my TV list for tomorrow afternoon. Okay. Well, you know, social media was going crazy. They're saying Medina was robbed. You know, ro- robbery is a really strong word, but I, let's, um, I will say the main event, there was, a bunch of, there was a bunch of fuckery there. I do feel mm. like Badu Jack got robbed. It was a majority draw between him and Butte. Terrible scoring day. It was atrocious. No way was it a majority draw. It was heartbreaking for Badu Jack. Very disappointing. I had that fight 8-4. Ute came on late. Jack stayed very composed throughout the fight. He, had, he showed really good defense. He was listening to his corner. He looked really sharp. Every fight he continues to improve. It's so crazy that just two years ago, we saw him face down, ass up on TV. Right, right, right. And, and he's got to be the most improved. Guys. Yeah, he's got to be one of the most improved fighters ever. Yeah, I agree. And definitely the standout star of the Mayweather promo stable. Who knew out of all those guys they had over there, the the highlight reel would be Badu Jack. But here we are. Theater of the unknown. That's yeah. what boxing is. Oh, boy. Well, afterwards, James Gill jumped in the ring and – they're going to do that unification fight. It's going to be Jack the Gale. So it didn't matter that it was a draw. Okay, they're like, move it, get out the way. Porky Medina, you can go over there too. So it looks like we are going to get the Gale Jack. And if I had to put money down on it, I'm going to say that it's now. Now the yeah, Gale did say the Gale said afterwards, I want to fight in Vegas, man. Let's make it happen in Vegas. And Badu said, man, it could happen in Vegas, the U.K., like, I'm with it. And during our word on the curb, I'll tell you something which leads me to believe that this fight is going to happen in the U.K. So I'll just save it for the word on the curb. Mm, yes, yes. Yeah. Interesting. So, Jay, let's get back to your hot question of the day. We put it out there on Sunday. We had people hashtagging uh, TMPS. The hot question was, who would you like to see Danny Garcia fight next, Berto Broner or the winner of Thurman Porter? You want to go onto the timeline and maybe read a couple of these responses that we're getting? I mean, it's it's lit right now. Absolutely. Uh, one of our responses came from at ATL 
Atlanta Turbo fan, and he says Thurman Porter winner with Berto Broner on the undercard. Interesting. Well, Berto Broner in the club turns up. I don't know if they're going <laughs> to fight each other. Let's see. So I don't know. That's a good one. Um, another response came from at Tech Losa, who wants to see Kel Brook in a unification matchup. And one final one mm. before we uh, we could read we could read a couple more Wesley Ramirez whose handle is at Ramirez underscore Wesley says has to be the Thurman Porter winner. Let's stop rewarding guys like Berto and Broner for beating B minus slash C plus guys. And uh, one final one before we go on to some other topics at Feral Taharka. Excuse me if I'm not saying it right. He says that Thurman Porter winner for sure or Spence or Peterson. Basically a live body, not the post office mailman, please. (laughs) So, yes, some very, very interesting responses from the people. Definitely don't want the postman to to, to come get the fight. The the one that I like, I'll read one of them, is from – at the and he said Garcia versus Broner could be a pay per view fight. It would probably get more buys than Golovkin's first pay per view. Damn. Yeah, you know that's kind of interesting. Uh, he might be on to something there because people aren't the biggest fan of Broner, but he has that notoriety. So there are people who are going to tune in just to see him get whipped. And then there are people who love to hate Garcia, but for different reasons. They don't hate Garcia because he's a putt like Broner. They just hate Garcia because he's Garcia. So I don't yeah. know. He might be on to something there. You never, never know. Oh, I hear our phone ringing. I think we got somebody calling on the hotline, Bling. Let me see. Let me get to the – oh, my God. I'm so nervous. You never know who might be calling on the hotline, Bling. But I think it might be our guy. Mr. Top Dog, let's see who it is. Hello, Thomas Top Dog Williams. This is he, this is he. He got the spectacular second round knockout over Edwin Rodriguez. Man, I knew it was over. If you go back and look at the tape, as soon as I hit him with the left hook, I like, kind of like came off, came off my feet because I knew it was a good punch. You know, after last night, those were two action-packed rounds. You know, I didn't want 10 rounds of that. I mean, he didn't want that. Come on now, we we want to go. We don't get paid for overtime. We want to go in there. If it happens in one, two, three, four, five seconds, let's get it done. You know, I didn't want to steal the show as a pair. I definitely didn't want to do that. Now that you brought it up, in the first and second round, you were taking some crazy shots too. And so, how did you bite down on the mouthpiece and go, man, I got to grind this out? I've been, and then I, I, and then, see, I said all this before the fight. I've been in the bomb burners. You go back and look at my career. I got in the same bomb burner with Cornelius White in 2014 in the first round. He dropped me. I came back and dropped him twice. You know, I've been in the, the shootout fights. I got in the same fight, my last fight with Umberto Sevilla. So I'm kind of used to it. You know what I mean? And when he hit me with, and, and, and I don't think I got hit with a lot of shots. I think he caught me with one right hand. I was like, oh, okay, let's go, let's go. You know, and I think that was the second round. Like, he hit me with a right hand. I, like, went against the ropes. And I was just like, man, look here, bro. You got to come better than that. (laughs) He actually thought that the fight was stopped too early. Wow. He thought it could have continued. He was quoted. His quote was, I think I could have continued. I didn't know what direction. 
referee's fault, but I could have kept going. That's just the right thing for him to say. Uh, anybody who's seen the, I think anybody who's seen the fight, know it was a devastating shot. He hit the ground hard. I know he had his mouthpiece hanging out of his mouth. So was that an indication that he was done? Maybe, maybe not. I, I'm not a referee, but the consensus on social media was that he was done. I mean, the eyes rolled back in the head. The mouthpiece was hanging out. He was done. It was the crazy. Made the right decision. So let's talk about the big elephant in the room. I'm gonna let Jay come in. And we want to talk a little bit about Adonis Stevenson. Yeah, let's talk okay. about Adonis Stevenson. Let's talk yeah, about Adonis because we already let's... got into it already. Oh, <laughs> well, you guys. It was on social. It was on. It was on social media. It was on Twitter. I said something like, um, uh, "I'm not La Bamba. You can't do that to me. Uh, I'm. The, you can't be top dog until you beat the top dog. You know." So I said a couple things, but I think I erased it. You know because. I, that's not me. You know, uh, I never got into a war of words with anyone I faced. And when Rodriguez was talking big smack, I mean big smack, he's telling everybody on boxing scene, oh, I'm getting ready for Adonis Stevenson. You know, I think Tom is going to get me ready for him. You know, this and this and that. And then when we show up to fight week, he's like, you know what, I'm not worried about Adonis Stevenson. I'm worried about Thomas Williams. I'm like, nah, don't change the story now because I'm on your ass now. We here. I'm on your ass now. He looked horrible. I'm just being honest. I don't know what he did. He looked horrible. His his stomach his, looked like my uh, my grandmother's stomach. No disrespect oh, to grandma. No. Love you, grandma. Love you, grandma. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is my grandmother is a grandmother. She doesn't work. He's a fighter. That's the point I'm making. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. You know, he's a he's a fighter. You know, um, he, he came in there looking like he was uh, eating cupcakes. I don't think Grandma's going to feel disrespected by that. She might feel great that you likened her to a younger athlete. So Yeah, a 30-year-old, a 30-year-old athlete. Exactly. So, Adonis, and also ringside, when we talked to you post-fight, you said if we've been following along in the last couple of weeks, there's a big announcement coming. Is that big announcement? The fight with Adonis Stevenson, could you tip off the morning show a little bit, give us a little tea on that? One thing about me, I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I'm not going to say that somebody hacked my Twitter page and uh, posted something about a fight. I just can't let the hat out the bag yet because if I let the hat out the bag, you know I'm going to have people on my line, this and this and that. But just stay tuned. It's going to be big. It's going to be big. Uh, if you were to fight Adonis next, if that is the next big fight for you, is that going to be in the summer, in the fall? Because he's due for a fight. It will be hot outside. Ooh. So, so the outside and pop that ring. Hey, the highlight is I want to hear the song. I want to hear the song. I might give y'all a little rap or something. I want to hear the song. We got to put in the background. We want to make sure the listeners hear you. And, you know, since you love it, give us a little. You used to call me your life. Give it to us. Go ahead. Okay. Hold on. I need a pickle. I need a pickle. Okay. I need a pickle. <laughs> Uh uh. You used to call me on my cell phone. Hey. Hey, hey. I need the pimple. Before we let you go, what is next for you? Are, are you taking a vacation? Well, well, honestly, you know, everybody's like, oh, I'm back in the gym on Monday. I never stopped training. That's a lie. I'm not going to the gym on Monday. I'm being <laughs> honest. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I've been in the gym grinding. I came right back. I took a week off and I pushed the VA. I took a week off and I took Thanksgiving off. 
and I've been training through Christmas and through January, and I, I'm going to take a little break then. All right. All right, listen, congratulations. Are you looking for a website that has all the latest and upcoming boxing events plus unique and stylish boxing shirts and hoodies for men and women? Go check out RagingBabe.com. It's your one-stop shop for the most current boxing info and fresh boxing apparel for him and her. Shop online today at RagingBabe.com. Use the promo code RB20 at checkout for 20% off your entire purchase today. That's code RB20 or 20% off your entire purchase today, only at RagingBabe.com. So join the movement and see why attitude and loyalty become passion and determination only at RagingBabe.com. All right, shout out to Top Dog for calling in. That was a great um, little hotline bling with him. He is actually really funny. What the hell is a pickle? Like, I want a pickle. What was the pickle? Get the man a pickle. Get the man a pickle. I don't know what he need a pickle for. Is it to get his throat loose? Pause. I don't know why he need a pickle, but get the man a pickle. Shit, so he can sing. Get him a pickle. You used to call me on my cell phone. Get him a pickle. Maybe he was he was he was a lot of fun. He seized the moment. Good win for him. Let's roll into hot yeah. topics. Woo! Uh, some of the hottest topics last last week. Sorry, there uh, was probably the biggest one was probably Francisco Vargas. Golden Boy Promotions issued a statement last week that Francisco Vargas was volunteering for a random drug testing, and he did test positive. And Francisco believes he tested positive due to ingesting contaminated meat in Mexico where they use uh, clenbuterol. Is that how you say it, Jay? Do you know how you say that? Clenbuterol. Clenbuterol. Okay. Uh, Anyway, that's commonly used by ranchers in livestock feed. The California Athletic Commission has agreed to give Vargas a temporary license and will be randomly tested up until the fight on June 4th. How do you feel about this situation and the end result, Jay? Nah, 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 nah. It's it's a banned substance. You tested positive for a banned substance. You have to suffer the consequences. This is the same banned substance that the girl, uh, the tennis player, Sharapova, just tested positive for. Any other fighter that tests positive for a banned substance has to get suspended. Hell, Chris Ariola got suspended for smoking weed. Come on now. Right. And there's nothing performance enhancing about marijuana. So, hey, if you got to take an L on the fight, you got to take an L on the fight. That's on the banned list of substances, but, hey, must be nice to get a nice little slap on the wrist, though. I don't know, well, but I don't agree. At, at any other sports league, like the NFL, Major League Baseball, the NBA, if anybody tests positive, they're automatically suspended and fined. There's no, well, how did it happen or what did you eat? And, look, I'm not saying that I don't believe Francisco Vargas because, honestly, I mm-hmm. think he is a clean fighter. And we all mm-hmm. know that there's major issues in Mexico with their meat. There's, like, 25 soccer players right now that are in some shit because they were eating this meat. We saw Eric Mm -hmm. Morales blame the meat in Mexico a few years ago when he fought Danny Garcia in Brooklyn. So I'm not Mm -hmm. saying there's not some truth to this, but what, what are we saying that people just get a pass? Like any fighter can test positive and say, Oh, well I was eating bad meat that came from Mexico. And if you know that there's a history of this occurring, stop eating the meat down there. Damn. Don't eat the meat. Import your meat. Yeah. 
So, look, I know they wanted to save the show. It's a really great fight. I don't think he's a dirty fighter, but what, what message is this sending to boxing? I mean, there's a reason why they're doing random drug testing. There's a reason why this right. rigorous testing is done. So when, you, when it comes right. back positive, then what? What's the, okay, same thing happened with Antonio Tarburn. He was allowed to fight Steve Cunningham. And now this I case know. Has, so why are we doing the testing? Yes, there's no point. It's moot. If you're not going to adhere to your own rules, it doesn't matter if you ate the meat in Mexico, Sweden, Russia, or Australia. The fact is your blood tested positive for this substance, and there has to be some type of ramifications. But lucky for him, he gets a pass, and the show goes on on June 4th. So I guess that's great. The message isn't great, but I guess that's great for the powers that be. Speaking of Antonio Tarver, who you just brought up, Antonio Tarver, as you know, had the uh, positive drug test after the fight with Steve Cunningham. And in news, Antonio Tarver's boxing license was revoked, and he's being fined $25,000 by the New Jersey Boxing Commission. He He provided false licensing documents related to child support before that August 14th fight. But he was still hired by Spike to commentate Friday Night Fight. That's pretty whack. I think they would have learned something from Showtime when Showtime fired him before the other time. But I guess that's Spike. <laughs> that's what you get, you know? Every time I see Tarver commentating, and I have nothing personal against him, but I'm like, why? This guy has tested positive multiple times in his career. You know, he's known to be like a degenerate. Why is he the voice of boxing? It's embarrassing. You know, if I if I had to say and pick one thing that is PBC's biggest downfall or biggest struggle mm-hmm. so far is their commentary. Mm-hmm. Like, they yeah. constantly yeah. throw people behind the desk, and it's just they really need to do better with their talent behind the desk. They need Antonio to get, they need Harvard to put us on the desk. Put us on the <laughs> desk. I bet we could hold it down. I don't know. They might yank uh, the mic off. So, RB, what did you think about that punch in the fight? Yeah, eh, 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 with bananas. So <laughs> we'd get higher ratings. Yeah. Well, uh, I brought up PBC. So our next hot topic is actually regarding an investor of PDC, uh, Waddell and Reed, they are down 44%, and the investors are furious that all this money apparently was put into boxing, and they didn't know. So yeah. Waddell and Reed said last Tuesday that, they're, that the falling stock market and customer withdrawals helped push its first quarter profits down to 44%. They've seen significant yeah. investors withdrawing, this is really, really bad. The Kansas-based businesses, the Business Trust, I'm sorry, they spent $925 million on a on this startup company, which was the PDC. And they're saying that it's been very unstable, and mm. they are seeking their $925 million back. Ooh, that's not lunch money. That's a lot of money. That's a lot yeah, of money. So I, I'm not a Wall Street girl. I don't pretend to know money you know, on that level, but these investors are pretty upset that they're losing so much of this money that was put into this boxing series, and they're down 44%. It doesn't matter how much money you have. Nobody likes to lose money. Absolutely not. 
Yeah, so that's a problem. Talking about a problem, Chavez Jr., he's such a brat. He's such a brat. He called out Golovkin last week and says, I'll fight you 168. What? Like, why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? Oh my God. Stop fucking lying. No. 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 All I'm going to say is, who remembers when Chavez was offered Golovkin at 168? He was offered mm-hmm. $7 million for that fight. If he lost that fight, he was guaranteed $5 million his next fight. If he would have beat Golovkin back then, he would have been guaranteed mm-hmm. a minimum of $10 million on his next fight. Good times. Take a seat, Chavez. He's such a brat. Why do we even think he, he was- could make 168? He could make 168. <laughs> I don't know. I know his daddy knows he can't make 168. I bet we'll get another social media rap pretty soon from uh, Chavez Sr. <laughs> well, look, yesterday we talked to Bo Mack McIntyre. He is the trainer of Terrence Crawford. And he's always picking on me. He always sends me these crazy little texts or he'll call me, like, with the most random stuff. And I'm like, you know what? We're going to get Bo Mack one day. We are going to prank the hell out of him. And it happened yesterday. And let's let's just play it. This is absolutely hysterical. Um, Listen, I went to the store and I asked for some feather bones, and they they didn't know what the hell I was talking about. You said your rib tips. What? Rib tips? You said your rib tips. Well, let me get some rib tips then. Oh. Because because a lot a lot of people don't know what they are. Like in the South, they don't know what they are. But but they know what they are if you call them rib tips because uh, Applebee's serve them. Mm. All right. Okay. Anyway, did you read the article that came out today with Freddie Roach? What did he say? He was talking greasy about you, Bo. I was like, ew. Like, talking shit about me? Yeah, he was like, something like, ain't no good trainers ever come out of Omaha before. Um, I didn't even know they had trainers. How did it go? It was like something crazy. Like, Okay, where, where did it come out at? It was on, um, I think, boxing scene or one of the websites. And you know what? You know what's funny hmm. is they just they just they just texted me about thirty minutes ago and said this to me. What do you, what is your quote for the the tour? I said I'm gonna show the world that I'm a better trainer than Freddie Roach. I just said that. He believed that simple fact that I'm not going to attack him about anything about his personal life or anything, but I'm gonna state some facts about how. You know, all the champions he's got has already been champions. He, I don't also, even know. he also said that Bud would be better with, like, Barry Hunter or, like, Nazim Richardson. Oh, oh shit. Well, okay, then. We're going to find out. We're going to find he, out. What if, what if he kicks you? Like, he kicked, um, what did he kick over he, there in Macau? Remember when he, he kicked, kicked somebody? He, if he if he put his fucking hands on me, I'm gonna beat his ass. That's what the fuck I'm gonna do. I don't disrespect you. 
motherfucker, don't disrespect me. If I don't put my hands on you, don't put your hands on me. You put his hands on me, there probably won't be no fight. You sure Granton jumped on our nest when we walked in your gym? You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, that doesn't bother me one bit. And at the end of the day, I'm going to tell them what I'll tell all trainers. It ain't me and you in that fight. What the fuck is this to? So we will find out who's the better fighter. I don't give a fuck about him and any other motherfucking trainers around there because all they want to do is suck a good old boy's nuts and try to get, get in position to where they could be named this or be that or be around a motherfucker and bring to them and all this. I'd rather build a motherfucking fighter from the ground up than a fucking champion that comes to me and shit because he got bad. Listen, Phil. On a serious note, I gotta tell you something. Prank by the morning show with R.B. and J. Okay, you know, I'm gonna put the punch morning show in with Freddie Roach and all my statements with him. <laughs> <laughs> that was you get. Tire from Omaha, Nebraska, Terrence Crawford's head trainer, co-manager, and I've been f***ing pranked by the morning show with R.B. and, and Jay. I got you. We love you. I love y'all, too. Hey, y'all, hey, and I mean every goddamn word I said, too. When the mind is ready, the body prepares for war. So next time you engage in battle, protect your hands with the best. War Tape, the original branded tape. Order yours now at wartapebrand.com. And see why the enemy will fear you. Wartapebrand.com. We put hands on you. Aw, poor Bomac. We got him so good. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was so funny. And since we recorded it, it's even funnier hearing it again. Shout out to Bo Mac because that was hilarious. It oh really, really God. was. We got him so good. I knew all it was gonna take was like, man, Freddie said no, no trainer from Omaha is gonna beat him. Oh man, that's all. That's all it took. Uh, all right, let's let's go in. Let's go into the juicy part. Everybody's been waiting for word on the curb, and we have like one, two, three, four, five, like six or seven word on the curb that I've been saving all week, and thankfully I haven't seen any of it put out there yet. So I think most of these are going to be pretty exclusive. So earlier, Top Dog called into the show, and he kind of leaked to us that he's going to fight Adonis Stevenson this summer. We asked him, well, Mm -hmm. when is it going to happen? He said, it's still going to be hot outside. Mm -hmm. Right? You heard heard him say that. He sure did. He most certainly did. Yep, so look out for Lynn Stevenson. Yep, Mm -hmm. look out for Lynn Stevenson this summer. All right, here we go. Danny Jacobs. I was, to my understanding, his inactivity has been self-induced, meaning after the Quillen fight, he actually wanted time off. He wanted to go vacation. He wanted to hang out with the family. It's been his choice 100%. He has killed 
his own momentum. And mm. Powers FB, you know, they love Danny so much. He's a cancer patient survivor. And, you know, they have, like, this little special place in their heart for him, and they're just kind of letting him do him. But I'm like, mm. hello, Danny, you knocked out Quillen in the first round. Right. Like, but, and there's, there's been all these fights in Brooklyn. Why have you not even been on one of them cards? Like, some fighters today, I think they just like going to the fights. I think they like it and dressed up. They like wearing their new Armani gear, and they like mm-hmm. sitting ringside and being seen on TV. I think so. I think you're right. That hunger is gone. Yeah. It's all about the, the flossiness and just sitting there. So, hey, that's not so good. So, yeah, so hit, that inactivity is self-induced. And you know what? I was kind of hoping it wasn't. I, I was almost kind of hoping that it was like a PBC thing or a Heyman thing or whatever. But, no, Danny's doing this to himself. They want him to fight. Uh, Jay Leon Love may be headed to the U.K. in November. He's been tweeting really heavy about all the U.K. love and the support that he gets. Word on the part, word on the curve is he may be fighting Rocky Fielding in November, which is why I said earlier that the Gale and Jack might end up in the U.K. I think TNT, Mayweather Promotions, I think they're going to do a show out there. And I think we're going to oh, see boy. Davion Love fighting out there, and I think we'll see the Gale and Jack out there. Interesting, interesting. Big money to be made. They, yeah, and I and it's no secret. Floyd, for a long time, has talked about wanting to do fights in the U.K. The money is different there. The fans are different. So I just think it's finally going to happen this year. Eddie Hearn was in New York last week to discuss network deals for Anthony Joshua. He met with HBO. He met with Showtime, and he also met with some people I think that he would consider mentors to kind of get some advice from them. Um, They've Mm -hmm. been talking about Kel Brook and Jesse Vargas. He indicated Mm. that. With Anthony Joshua, it really looks like he is going to go the Showtime route. And Mm. say, I don't really know if Anthony Joshua right now even needs to sign with a network. I mean, right now, being independent works for him. He can kind of fight whoever he wants, right? right. He can fight Tyson Fury on HBO if he wanted. He can That's right. fight on Showtime. That's right. And if Klitschko decides he wants to still hang in the game, there's a potential for a Klitschko fight. We know Klitschko is also specific to HBO, so why tie yourself down to one network when you could hop, skip, and a jump? And it's a fight that all fans would want to see no matter what network it's on. Yeah, so Eddie Hearn, he really wants to make the Jesse Vargas fight for Kel Brook, but other people mm. on the list are Danny Garcia, Adrian Broner. <laughs> Canelo, uh, Canelo, here's some word on the curve regarding rematch clauses. So Canelo has a rematch clause, go figure, Khan does not. Keith Thurman does have a rematch clause, Sean Porter does not. Uh, All right, here's some other word on the curb. Let's get into Floyd Mayweather. So a little birdie told me that his gym is closed down, and I immediately knew that it was not closed down for business. When Floyd closes his gym down, listen closely, it is usually for renovation and remodeling. And he is known to do this when he's going to fight. He will shut the gym down. He remodels it, new punching bags, new colors, new signs, new, you know, he just puts all this money into remodeling and all. So 
the gym is shut down for remodeling and renovations. Um, Danny Garcia said, look, anything could happen. I'm down for the fight if Floyd comes back. Floyd on Saturday night, they interviewed him on Showtime. He was all smiles. He was like, well, I've been offered like nine-figure deals to come back. Anything could happen. You never know. I've been talking. He's been talking with CBS and Showtime about it. Now, here's the other thing that happened yesterday on Sunday is that Floyd filed for trademark for TMT50 and TBE50. So what do you think that means? <laughs> you know what I think that means? I think that means. That's what I think that means. <laughs> yeah. So the gym is closed down for remodeling. And he files two trademarks, TMT50 and TBE50. I think the writing's on the wall. Nobody in their right mind would turn down nine figures, especially, you know, if he's going to come back to fight, you know, like a Danny Garcia or someone like that. Now, will it happen in September? That I'm not so sure of because, you know, Floyd likes to have 10-week camps. A fight with him in September would require a huge promotional tour. And I don't think that they're all gearing up for that, so – do I think he's going to come back? Absolutely. I don't think it's going to be in September, Jay. I think you were on to something earlier when you were saying that, you know, if Danny beats Birdo in August, that he probably see Floyd next May. Absolutely. In my mind, you can agree or disagree with me. I think the way it plays out, I, Danny Garcia fights twice a year. He's been doing so since 2013. He hasn't fought since January. Roll with me for a little bit, people. I think he fights Berto because the winner of Thurman Porter is too late in the summer since they're fighting at the end of June. I think he fights. I think that Garcia is going to fight Berto. He defeats Berto. He sets up the fight with Floyd. It's not going to happen by this September. I think next May Floyd comes back and he tries to reclaim. Cinco de Mayo with his Cinquenta mm-hmm. fight. Cinco de Mayo for his 50th <laughs> fight. So, hey, see that? See how bilingual I am? Yep, we'll have to save this um, podcast. So mm-hmm. that's enough Long about him. Floyd. Remember the remember yeah. the kid Hot Rod who fought Marcus mm-hmm. Brown a couple weeks ago and he got robbed in Brooklyn? Mm-hmm. Remember the kid Hot Rod, Jay? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Absolutely. So he he has officially filed a protest with the New York Commission. Everyone mm. at the commission and involved in that event has acknowledged that the referee effed up. Fighters typically don't win these type of protests. Brown is not interested in fighting Hot Rod again anyway. It seems like a lot of wasted paper. But Hot Rod at least wants an apology. He wants some type of recognition like yeah, the judge is messed up. You know, just for his own conscience and his own peace of mind, he, he just wants it to be acknowledged. So will they rule in his favor? Probably not. Marcus Brown mm-hmm. is not going to fight this dude again at all. So Never. It, it's, a, it's about respect. Hot Rod wants to put some respect on his name. Put some respect on his name. Uh, but, you know, I'm going to channel my wilder voice. Good luck. Oh, boy. All right. One thing I noticed last week was that the PBC account on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram has not promoted Amir Khan, not one time. Now, when any of their fighters fight on any other network, like Showtime, when when it's not even a PBC card, when Charles Martin went over to London, right, to fight Anthony Joshua, they were promoting the hell out of those dudes. 
but yeah. not Amir Khan. And I started making some phone calls and asking some people, and they were like, RB, why would they want to make anybody else pay-per-view money? They're right. not in the right. business of making other people money if it's not going to benefit them. So Canelo Khan is a pay-per-view, and so, yeah, they're not pushing Khan at all because why would they want them to generate more pay-per-view buys? They're not getting mm-hmm. any of it. That's right. Yeah. Oh, well. So talk, Sorry, talking, about pay, talking about pay-per-view buys, it's been said that Top Rank lost a lot of money on Pacquiao Bradley. I don't know if the final numbers ever came out or not, but supposedly they lost quite a bit. Be on the lookout for talks of Canelo Pacquiao if Canelo peeps con. <sighs> the only way to make that kind of money back as a promoter is to do like a mega blockbuster fight and and who else has like a bigger name that could sell some pay-per-view Pacquiao that's right that's right you know what after the fight after the Golovkin fight when I had a chance to talk to Roy Jones Jr. ringside you can go to Fat Culture TV and see the video Roy said the same thing he said why would Canelo fight against Triple G when he's the cash cow he's looking for more cash he's young he, he takes the fight with Pacquiao and Triple G should have moved up to fight Andre Ward Roy Jones Jr.'s wisdom. So if you you can watch the video on Bad Culture TV, so I believe everything about what you're saying, RB. I'm looking to see it happen. Mm-hmm. Well, it is Canelo Khan fight week, and yes, it is. the under I think the undercard is going to be really really entertaining. It opens up with uh, Curtis Stevens and Patrick Teixeira. Mm-hmm. That could be the fight of the Curtis. that might be the fight of the cards. Yeah, so we had Curtis on last week. We're looking forward to that. Shout out to Jolene Mazone. We love you, girl. Um, then Mauricio Herrera and Frankie Gomez. That's the one where I can't call it, Jay. I can't call that fight. I can't call the fight. I can't call the wait. I can't call who's going to show up. Well, we know Herrera's going to show up. But, yeah, that's a pretty even fight. Frankie Gomez has some weight issues, but he's still a hungry kid. And Herrera's battle-tested and a win for Gomez, that's a good notch to have on his resume. But if a win for Herrera, that's a good notch on his resume. So, yeah, too close. Yeah. You know, Mauricio has the experience and the resume, and he's been on a big stage before like this where Frankie really hasn't. And he is a little Mm -hmm. experienced, and his resume isn't too hot. So they each have some good and bad, you know, advantages and disadvantages. So I just can't call it. The co-main event, David Lemieux versus Glenn Tapia. I really hope I'm wrong about this fight, but but I just feel like it's a mismatch. I feel like it's a yes. huge mismatch. It's going to be entertaining for TV, so I'm all for it. You know what I mean? The fans should like it, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope Glenn Tapia puts up a good fight. I hope so too, but I'm afraid for him. I mean, can we say that? Can we say that on air? I'm 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 afraid for him just because of how he's looked in his last few fights. He's been taking some tough KOs, and now he's jumping into the ring with David Lemieux, a KO artist. <sighs> I'm 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 frightened. I I I hope for all the best. <laughs> Even if Tapia doesn't win the fight, I just hope that it's competitive and he manages to have some head movement in the fight because another brutalizing KO is just not a good look for him physically or or health-wise. I just, good luck, bro. 
Well, Camilo Khan, I tried to catch up on the HBO 24-7 yesterday, and mm-hmm. I must say the 24-7 was, like, really underwhelming. You know, it was just, mm-hmm. like, there was nothing to it. You know, Canelo, one thing about him is he's got, like, this really nice smile and everything, but he's really not the most, like, talkative. He's not nope. the most personal guy either. Like, really, nope. if, if you're watching that, I was like, dang. I mean, yeah. I guess I was, ex- and I was expecting more from Amir Khan. We're used to him kind of talking crazy and tooting his own horn, and everything was just so calm and so mellow. And I can't say that I I love the twenty four seven series. I agree. Now, when we want Khan to act crazy, he doesn't act crazy. When he should be quiet, <laughs> then he wants to act crazy. Can you? I'm, come on, man. Come on, Amir Khan. We save the crazy. We wanted the crazy. On a 24-7. So we can go, oh, my God, Mayor Khan, so crazy. Let's watch the next episode. Nope. Nope. Nice and calm. Nice well, and I was hoping calm. it was going to hype me up for the fight more. And I think as it gets closer, I will be excited. I'm looking forward to the pay-per-view and, and watching it. But, again, the 24-7 was just a little underwhelming. Yes, and for those of you who will be in Vegas uh, for Canelo Alvarez, and I think the card is free. Um, it's going to be on Estrella TV. I don't remember what the venue is offhand, but uh, follow us on Twitter, and we'll tweet that information out. There's a card uh, the Friday before being headlined by Marvin Quintero versus Peter Petrov, and uh, Pablo Cesar Cano is on the card fighting against Alan Sanchez. So if you are in Vegas, you can go to the fight for free, if I'm not mistaken. If you're at home or elsewhere, you can watch it on Estrella TV, and like RB said, the big pay-per-view happening on Saturday night from the T-Mobile Arena. All right. Well, I think that's it for today. Um, we just a bunch of word on the curb. Thank you for, you know, having us this morning. And, Jay, we're back on the Rockets this Wednesday night, new time, 8 o'clock. Nice and late. We'll be making an announcement soon about our guest, so tune in later on today. And you will see a promo for Wednesday's guest. And I guarantee it is definitely a guest that you want to hear from. So we are looking forward to seeing you on Wednesday night. All right. And as always, visit badculture.net, ragingbabe.com. We appreciate you for listening today. Shout out to Top Dog for calling in today, my amazing co-pilot Jay. Make sure you follow her at Jet Hang. Catch us every Monday morning from 8 to 9. It's the Morning Punching Show. Thank you for making us a part of your day. RB&J, that's it. Anita, we're out.